Welcome to Murder We Drank, a podcast devoted to murder she wrote and drinking. I'm Kara. And I'm Travis. Today we're talking about season one, episode 21. When we did, have one more episode. One more. To the big old season finale. To the season finale. When did this episode first air? April 7th, 85. Ooh, springtime. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a long season. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because... Wow, 20, 22 episodes. That's... Yeah, by today's standards... I mean, 22 episodes is a lot anyways, but, um, let me see. The first episode I want to say it was aired September of 84. September 30th, 1984. Barely September. Very long season. Yeah. Well, it was a different time back then. Normally we get, what, like nine episodes and then they have to cut for winter and then... For an hour-long show, you're lucky if you get a dozen episodes a season on some of them. Um, so, like I said, it's Murder at the Oasis. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking today? Just a Bud Light. Nothing fancy this week. And Not what a football Sunday? Go Bills. Well, yeah, go Bills. Bills won. Spoiler alert. <laughs> they did win. It was... <laughs> It was a nail biter. I think my mom was sweating a little bit. I think everybody was a little bit. Well, we couldn't really get the game too much because the Wi-Fi kept cutting out. Yeah, that's trouble with streaming everything. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking this evening? I have some Lucky Charms Swiss Miss hot chocolate. And what is the verdict on that? It's too hot to drink so far. Okay, let us know later. I will. Okay. <laughs> um. So the location of this episode is Desert Palms. Is that like the name of his house or the town? I think or? it's the town. Okay. Well, that's... I thought the murder at the Oasis was referring to the estate. Well, I think, yeah, that's place. referring to the estate, but I think Desert Palms is like it's the, town. the place. And, the, and their estate is the Oasis in the desert. I guess. But is Desert Palms a place or is it like Palm Springs? I don't know. Because she's renting, they were talking about how... Peggy is renting a house in Aunt Peggy is renting a <laughs> Aunt Peggy. is renting a house in Palm Springs. Okay. So I assumed so it was like. Did they say where, like, what state this took place in? California, because um, someone was living in LA. Okay, I missed that part. So I assume it was California. Okay, well that would make sense given his profession of. I don't know what he did. Was he an actor? Was he a singer? I think he was... I mean, at first I got the impression like he was a composer or a musician of some sort, but then later on I thought maybe TV star? I think he was a composer, musician, turned TV star. Okay. Because that's so all I, they turned to in the end. Donnie and Marie Osmond. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Probably. Interesting. So the episode opens up with Johnny playing piano, very... Out of tune. Yeah, I mean, for somebody who claims to have such a great musical ear, he gets so insulted when his son says, oh, that you're playing at the wrong tempo. Right. Well, he, he should be wrong. He should know that that's incorrect. I mean, it didn't sound correct to me. No, and it sounded horrible. I can't carry a tune in a bucket, and I knew it was wrong. Um, so he calls his son in, Mickey, Mickey. and that's when um, he says you're playing it at the wrong tempo and starts yeah. playing. And then he calls Buster in. Buster was, he was weird. He didn't what, need to be there. What was his deal? I don't know. At first I thought maybe he was like Johnny's assistant or. No, I think he's genuinely there just to like hang out with him. Yeah, I think he's just a, yeah, that's the impression I got later on. He's just a hanger on or a member of the entourage. Well, someone called him the comic relief. So I think he's just around mm. to like make him laugh and that's it. I think he's just a washed up old comedian or something that Johnny became friends with when he was on TV. Hmm. Um, he's just riding his coattails now. Yeah. So, um, he says, hustle your buns and go tell Lou we're going to go to the club. And Buster was like, hustle the buns, hustle the buns. They had a very weird relationship. I know. It, I, I didn't know what to make of it at first. What did you think of Lou? Oh. Lou kind of reminded me of Lurch from the Adams Family. <laughs> You didn't get a lurch vibe? I did. It's just like, I, I guess I never really like thought of it that no. way. Well, I immediately recognized the actor whose name eludes me at the moment. Um, but I did recognize his name in the opening credits before I even saw his face. And he played Emil Muzz in the Dragnet movie back in the 80s, which was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. 
and he played the same type of, type of character, a very short-tempered, giant brute. Hmm. But, yeah, Lou is an interesting guy. Um, but they're going to the club. It's the country club. The tennis club, not the country club. They made it a point to say the tennis club, which, I don't know, it seems weird. Why wouldn't you just say the club? I don't know. Again, I know I've said it before, rich people are strange. They are, and I don't understand why they made such a point to talk about, like, tennis. Yeah. Like, it wasn't relevant. No, it was not. I mean, um, Vic, the tennis pro, or the professional tennis player, not the tennis pro. He could have been anybody. Yeah, he could have just been some asshole at the club. We'll talk about him later, but... Oh, yeah, we will. Um, while they're in the limo, heading to the club, mm-hmm. um, the, the car phone rings while they're all, like, cracking jokes. Yeah. So that's, like, what Buster's good for. That's, like... Well, that's what Johnny keeps him around for. Uh... He's like a jester. And uh, it's from it's Mr. Valentine. Whom we never met. I really thought he was going to pop up later in the episode. Never got to put a face. I, I list every week, as you can see on my notes here, I list along the side of the page all the different character names and a short little description of them so I can keep them straight. I've got Mike Valentine. Nothing after it because nothing on the guy. Mm-hmm. Don't know what he looks like. Don't know what he, All we know is he's some sort of mobster. Yep. Or gangster, as Jess says. Yep. Um, So, he says, oh, he's not going to bother me. Johnny says, he's not going to bother me. I have a special kind of insurance. Mm -hmm. Which, we'll find out later what he's talking about, but that's pretty risky business. I, I immediately took that to mean blackmail. Well, yeah, obviously, but you don't know what kind, you don't know what's going on. Well, I don't think we ever really concretely find out but we know we find out it's a record like a video video, tape recording of valentine saying something something incriminating yeah so that's mostly what he means well i'm sure that's what he meant but i mean yeah i didn't know exactly what it was at the time but it could be yeah i mean it could be anything yeah so they go to the club jessica and his ex-wife Peggy, Peg, Peg, and Peggy Peggy. are friends from college. Mm -hmm. They used to make grilled cheeses in the dorm room. Jess does not care for grilled cheese anymore. Can't relate. (laughs) Well, the reason she probably doesn't like it is because she's not dipping it in blue cheese. Yeah, if anyone's not doing that, you really should because, oof, 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'll admit, when you first did that, I was like, oh, that's gross. And then I tasted it, and I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Mm Mm-hmm. But not to get sidetracked. <laughs> um, so we've already met Mickey, who's their son. Mm-hmm. Then we meet Terry, who's their daughter. Uh, and she's she's an actress who comes on a couple other episodes as a different character. Oh. Okay. So does Sergeant Barnes, who we meet in like two more seconds. Yep. He's a character who comes on, I think, two more episodes. Okay. So... Let's keep an eye out. Yep. Will you be able to spot them when they return? Well. And like point it out? I can tell you right now, Terry's been in the other episode that you've seen with the bad southern accents. Uncle Eugene. I love that episode. Uncle Eugene. I I cannot. That's Terry. I can't wait for that episode. Remember? Yes, I do. Okay. I can't wait. Um, What season was that? Four. Oh, we're not going to see that for a while. Oh, no. It's like four or five. Ah, oh. oh. I'm waiting for that one. Waiting. It's called Murder Among the Wisterias, if anyone needs to know. Do you want to skip ahead? Very good. My favorite. Also, you can tell them that I just pulled that out. Yeah, she did. She's not head. looking at anything. Her phone is, I don't even know where, in her lap. Yeah. Turned off. Yeah. She didn't even have to pause and think. She's that good. Uncle Eugene. It's a good accent, too. Thank you. Yeah. So we meet the children. Uh, yeah, so we meet the children. We meet the kids. Yeah. And Sergeant Barnes. The whole fam is there. And Johnny's like, keep that guy away from me. Well, yeah, but we meet Sergeant Barnes after um, Terry sits down, or comes over to the table with Jess, Peggy, and uh, Johnny. Mm-hmm. 
says hello, and she's like, oh, they're like, oh, join us. She's like, no, I have plans. I'm meeting a friend. And, and she sits the next table Yeah, over. I mean, six feet away. Well, she's socially distancing. Well, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> she was but ahead of her time. Her father immediately gets upset. I was like, you're not meeting that bum, are you? Which, the guy's a professional tennis player. I mean, not for nothing. Yeah, he's kind of an ass. And I wouldn't want my daughter dating him, but I mean... I wouldn't call a professional tennis player a bum, per se. Of course, he drives around in a POS van. Yeah, for a professional athlete, I have two comments about him. He's very poor. (laughs) For a professional athlete, number one, he's very poor, but he could just be blowing his money on women and drugs. I don't know. That's true. It was the And number two, at the very end of the episode, when they catch up with him, Mm -hmm. my God, he runs slow. Oh, my Lord. My God. I noticed that. He's a professional athlete? Well, you don't run a lot in tennis. You just kind of shuffle. Well, you could say that about any sport, but you still have to run. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not like he was a football player or a marathon runner. I mean, you have to be able to run because you you don't want to get tired out. Well, that's true. Yeah, cardio is important. And you're telling me that he's not going to outrun a cop? I mean, I'm not Mm, saying you got to be fast, but good lord. And while we're on the subject, those were some very thin cops for for what they made out to be such a small backwater town. Yeah. Very fit. <laughs> it must have a fantastic gym at that So, I mean, station. like, yeah, I'm not saying that tennis players are, like, the height of runners. However, you have to be fit to be yeah, able to go back and forth true. on the court. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you're right. And even if he was, okay, let's say he's not, like, Serena Williams level. I, I doubt he was because <laughs> he got beat by some rando dude at the club. Well, that's the club pro. Okay, well, typically your golf pros, tennis pros at a country club or tennis club, whatever. Not as good as Not tennis, at the but... peak of their careers. Okay, so. <laughs> not exactly professional anymore, I would say. Let's say he's even like <laughs> at the farm team level. Okay. You still are more athletic than your podunk cop from Mayberry. Well, oh, yes, I agree. But I'm saying if. Vic was supposed to be a professional tennis player. He got his ass handed to him by some washed-up old dude who works at a country club. Yeah, all right. Okay, so clearly he's not that great of a tennis well, player. Well, also that van. Yeah, that was that ratchet van. Can you imagine you drive a van like that and your girlfriend drives a Porsche? Yeah, she clearly was only doing that to piss her father off. Yeah, he didn't see it that way, though. He thought he was all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> The side of mayo and blue cheese for the grilled cheese. Yeah. So she sits down at the table, two feet away, with that bum, Vic, just to piss her father off, and he lunges at him. That's when we meet Sergeant Barnes. Yeah. And that's uh, when Johnny says, keep that guy away from me. And Sergeant Barnes says, I don't work for you. Yeah, I was shocked Ballsy. by that. Yeah. He's like, um, and then Johnny said, yes, you do. Ask around. Somebody will tell you. Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> He's Johnny. Big deal. You've got a tennis tournament with your name on it, and you used to be on TV. Yeah, I think he had, like, a variety show. Yeah, that was the impression I got from that tape uh, Terry was watching later. Yeah. Yeah. Very Donnie Marie Osmond. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love the, do you know who I am? <laughs> you work for me, you just don't know it. You're a nobody. Nice house, though. <laughs> he did have a very nice house, yeah. I love that den. Except for the cow print. I like the living room. With the sunken conversation pit? Yeah, and the giant rock wall. It was very 1970s. I liked it. Ugh. Conversation pit. Not a fan, I gotta say. Uh, Although someday I would love to live in an estate. Well, that's never gonna happen. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's later that night, Mm -hmm. and we see Buster holding a giant glass of milk. Yeah, what the hell was that? Does he bring him warm milk every night before bed? <laughs> I don't know. And he's like tapping on the door in weird code, like, I got your milk, the milkman cometh. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Go home. <laughs> the milkman That's what he actually said. I know. <laughs> don't you, do you, does he Does he live there? And then he starts pounding on the door and then he goes, I spilled the milk all over all myself. All over myself. I'm like. Good look. There was a table right behind him. Why didn't he suck the milk down and try the <laughs> Or out? put it on the floor. Something. 
Oh, my Lord, Buster. Come on, get it together, buddy. So Lou comes in, they break the door down, and they see... Um, <laughs> Buster is wailing on the door. Lou looks at it funny, and it flies open. <laughs> Lou was a bruiser. You looking at me, Lou, Lou was a bruiser, though. Well, yeah, I He's mean... a big, scary He dude. was, like, 6'5". Six, yeah, 6'5", probably... 320. That mustache is taller than Jessica. <laughs> Probably older than her, too. So I said, my notes say, Buster brings milk, finds Johnny dead, frowny face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would ruin anyone's night. <laughs> and we do find out that Vic was in the house last night. Mm. Or like that night. What was he doing? Terry. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He knows what she likes. That's a quote from mm, the episode. Yeah. That was my only sexism count. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure there was more, but I have a very hard time for keeping track of a lot of stuff. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's, it gets, and I have an old brain. It's getting confusing. Well, you do turn 40 on Tuesday. I know. Oh, the day, the this, day this episode comes Ooh. out, it will be Travis's 40th birthday. Yeah. I'll be, um, I'll be an old man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, did you find it at all creepy how, um, Mickey just, like, opens his sister's door and, like, Vic is standing there shirtless and, like, giving him the eye? Yeah, they could have been, like, yeah, that doing was, it. Uh, it. Well, not even that. Just something about the way he was standing there, like, messing with his shirt. I'm like, dude, turn your back to him or something. Don't make direct eye contact with the guy. It's well, creepy. He's had pants on. Still, it was ugh, it made me uncomfortable. Um, excuse me. Ter uh, Terry pays him off to leave the country. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, I don't. I mean, did she really think he killed her father? I have no idea. Because why else would you do that? I don't think she thought he killed him. I mean, but I think she just like wanted him out of the way. She well, she did make a comment of, now that my father's dead, I don't have to play pretend anymore. Maybe that yeah. was just her way to get rid of him. Maybe. And she's like, you're going to be the most likely suspect. Which, I mean, she should have known that they were each other's alibi. Yeah, but... Where were you when your father was murdered? Oh, I was doing the tennis player upstairs. <laughs> and then my brother walked in. <laughs> <laughs> they made eye contact. Yeah, while he was shirtless and... I don't know. Being weird. Did you think... Well, I shouldn't ask if you think Vic is cute, but... Not particularly. I thought he looked kind of, like... Weird. Um, creepy. Yeah. He looked like a sleazy... On a scale of one to Creepy David, where was Vic? Mmm. Um, if, let's say Creepy David's a 10, I would put Vic at probably a 6.5. Really? At least David, I will admit, he was handsome, but he had, when he wanted to, he had charisma. Yeah, that's Vic, why I think Vic is creepier. Yeah, Vic doesn't have charisma or the looks. Like, David's, like, got the Ted Bundy vibes where he's cute and charming and, mm -hmm. like, can get his way. Yeah, Vic was just an ass. Whereas Vic is, like, John Wayne Actually, Gacy. I don't think I... Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. I mean, maybe Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, I mean, he wasn't particularly good Jeffrey looking. Jeffrey Dahmer killed less people than Trump. Ooh, fun little fact. I know. I thought about not saying it, but then I decided to say that joke just because, like, number one, it's true. Number two, if you really think Jessica Fletcher would vote for Donald Trump in any way, shape, or mm. form, you should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a sexism count, for God's sake. Ooh, imagine if Trump had guest star. That number would be through the roof. <laughs> Um, so now that you've had a few sips, how's your hot chocolate? Good. Good? Yeah. Um, so where were we? Um, we got a little sidetracked. Oh, Terry <laughs> pays him off to leave the country. Yes. Sergeant asks for help in finding out who killed Johnny. Okay. So he just, so, like, showed up. Yeah. Which... Whatever. I mean, that's that's fine, but he he clearly knows Jessica's reputation. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert: he was the killer. 
Which you obviously didn't see coming. No. Not even... I I had Peggy down. Really? I Well, she made a comment later on, or at, shortly after Johnny was killed, something about, I wanted I want them out of that house, or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, she knocked off Johnny to try to save her kids, or protect her kids, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had her, and then they started talking about Mike Valentine. Like, okay, so maybe it was just Milo. some... Oh, was it Milo? I thought he said Michael. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Milo? Oh, Milo. Oh, Milo. <laughs> Should we explain that or just keep moving? Just keep moving. Okay. Anybody wants to know that badly, feel free to send us a message. Um, then they start talking about uh, Valentine sending a hitman after Johnny because Johnny's got some dirt on him or whatever. So I thought, okay, maybe it was just some random hitman. Maybe it wasn't one of the people in the house. So, yeah, I did not see Barnes being the killer. But Barnes is the killer, and he obviously knows that. He knows Jessica's reputation. Why would he ask for her help on the case? Probably because he knows her reputation, and he knows she's going to poke around anyways, so he might as well, like, be included in her investigation instead of trying to push her away and eventually just have her realize what's going on. Uh, but I, that ends up being his undoing because... I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I really buy into that because he could have very easily, had he not asked her to come in and help, said, look, I'm running this investigation. You keep sticking your nose in. I'm going to cite you for obstruction or interfering with the police investigation, whatever, just to try to get her out of the way. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have a TV show. Okay, that's true, but I'm saying that's just poor writing. Why would you make the killer ask a known... Keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer? I guess. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, well, it turns out Desert Palms doesn't even have a homicide. Well, I mean, if it's a small town, that I can understand. I mean... I doubt the town, well, the town we live in doesn't even have a police department. It's that small. I mean, <laughs> like the next town that direction, I'm pointing east for those of you who can't see us right now, which is everybody. The next town that way, even though it has a police department, doesn't have a homicide department, I'm sure. It's just a bunch of cops. True. Yeah. So that I can understand. That doesn't seem fishy to me at all. Um... But they come to the conclusion that the killer was someone in the house, mm-hmm. which helps narrow down the fact that it was either Terry, Mickey, Vic, Lou, or Buster. Mm-hmm. Five suspects. Yep. Turns out, uh, Peggy was in the house too. And Peggy. She wasn't. She was no. She was in the house before that. She left before he was killed. Right, but yeah. she was in the house that night. Oh, true. Yeah, I guess. I thought you meant, like, it was somebody who was in the house at the time the body was So killed. everyone was in the house except Jess. Yeah, true. And Peggy. And Peggy. Poor Peggy. The Skyler sister. <laughs> um, we see Terry pull in, because she had gone to the club to pay off Vic, so mm-hmm. she was gone this whole time. Yeah. She pulls in, up the driveway in her Porsche, her purple Porsche, yeah, which... with the ugliest... I know she was wearing it earlier in the in the day, but I noticed it now. That ugly flowered dress. The dress was okay. The necklace thing she was wearing. Oh yeah, that looked was like it so was so ugly. Yeah, it looked like it was made out of cheap plastic from a broken kid's toy. My God. Fashion in the eighties was different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jessica sees that there's something missing on the wall. Yeah, a blind person could have seen that. How much did Victor uh, Johnny smoke? Probably a lot. Oof. I mean, that was a very distinct outline. And it's probably been up there for 20 years. Maybe. Even if you have one cigar a day. I guess. I don't know. Your cigarette or whatever. Maybe he burns a lot of candles. <clears throat> um... So she's like, oh, well, maybe that's a clue. And Barnes was like, oh, no, it wasn't anything. Just Johnny and his kid. Just a family picture. And you 
think, oh, it's whatever. Yeah, my first thought was, oh, somebody stole one of his gold or platinum records. The motive was theft. Mm -hmm. But then they left, like, six other ones hanging on the wall that they didn't run off with. So Right. Also, had... it's, like, pretty obvious that something's missing. Yeah. Yeah, if it had been just a robbery, they'd have taken a lot more. So it was kind of a clue, but not a clue. Yeah. It was a clue for Jess, not really for us, though. It was right. a red herring for us. There's a lot Terry of Terry throws Vic under the bus real quick. Yeah. Well, she really didn't want anything to do with him. Lou... She, she didn't seem to like him. She was rhythm strictly just oh, a Oh, yeah, no, she definitely off. doesn't like him, and she even says that. She's like, I don't even like you. Yeah, which, <laughs> I mean... I get wanting to be with somebody to piss off your parents. I mean, it seemed like she was a little old. What do you little... mean? No, not you. Mm -hmm. Other times. I'd never done that, but I mean, I understand it. But it seemed like she was well past the age of teenage rebellion like that. <clears throat> but are you ever too old to have daddy issues? I mean, realistically, no. she's probably, what, 25? Yeah, I'd say about that. No, you're never too old to have daddy issues, but I think she was at least of the age where she should have stopped... Caring? Either caring or stopped acting on it, you know, to try to piss him off. Imagine how Mickey feels. Oh, poor Mickey. I felt sorry for him. I really Yeah, did. you do. I mean, he was like the only... Well, not the only. Peggy was pretty good, but... It was a pretty toxic home, it had to have been. Mm -hmm. And how he turned out as normal and well-adjusted as he did, I don't get. I mean, even Buster comments on it later, like, yeah, the other kids were playing cops and robbers, and he was playing agents and accountants. I'm like, what a sad little boy he must have been. <laughs> yeah, you want to go over and play agents and accountants? No, get away from us, Mickey, you're a weirdo. Don't ever call us again. Well, she's not the kid you knew growing up who wanted to skin off his hot dogs. Oh, that kid was a weirdo, too. <laughs> What do you think was weirder? Oh, clearly the hot dog boy. Hot dog boy? Yeah. If you're out there, I want to meet you. L little backstory on that. And five. My five. <laughs> um, my brother had this friend in grade school who my mother never really cared for, which I get it. <laughs> um, he was a weirdo. But he came over to the house one day for, I think it was like my brother's birthday party, and we were like grilling out because my brother's birthday's in May. And she puts a hot dog down in front of him, and he's, like, staring at it funny. He won't even touch it. She's like, Matt, what's wrong? He's like, my mom peels the skin off my hot dogs for me. My mother goes, well, you're going to have to peel your own, otherwise you're going to have to eat it with the skin on. Which, I don't blame her. I mean, the kid was, like, nine. But also, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's so freaking weird. weird well, kid. I think our kids are going to be real weird, too. Yeah, but they're not going to be eating skinless hot dogs. No, they're not going to be eating skinless hot dogs. But, like, when my brother was little, he wouldn't eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if the jelly or peanut butter, I can't remember which, if one was side up. Did you have to, would your parents have to remake the whole sandwich? My mom or was would it bring okay it back to the kitchen, it. she'd flip it, and then bring it back out. So he thought she made a new one. He expected her to make a new one? Yeah, of course. Remind me about that next time I see him. Okay. <laughs> I need I need to talk to him about this. So, like, our kids are doomed. <laughs> yeah, probably. We're very Five. unique individuals here. We're not going to talk about <laughs> I know, that's creepy and weird. I'm sorry, listeners. Oh, it makes me laugh every time, though. <laughs> Where were we? Um, we're talking about how messed up it was when Terry pulled up in her purple porch with her ugly necklace. Just to talk about, well, I was only there to, only dating Vic to piss off. Oh, well, yeah. She throws Vic under the bus real quick. Yeah. And then um, Lou is attacking Mickey did, did and choking she, him out. Did she throw him under the bus or under the shitty van? Shitty van. <laughs> shitty van bus. It looked like old church bus. <laughs> yeah, Lou was out there just throttling Mickey by the pool. Like, I can't believe Mickey wasn't already dead. I can't believe Barnes witnessed that and didn't charge him with assault. Well. I mean, that was flat out, that was a brutal assault. I mean, just It was a brutal assault, but also, it's doing dirty work for him. Because then everyone's mm, going to think Mickey did it. That's true. He is a dirty cop, so, I mean, why the hell would he care? I guess that makes a little bit more sense that way. Um... 
Yeah, my note for that scene was lose a little unhinged. <laughs> and then a table or chair or something falls in the pool. Yeah, after like not the pool. After Barnes body checks Lou into the pool. Although I would have paid anything to see like Barnes try to knock him into the pool and just like hits him and bounced off. I never understand hilarious. people who live like in LA or in the desert like that and it's hot all the time and they never are in the pool. Because they have central air. But it's hot. But they have central air. But there's nothing better. Like, my parents now have air conditioning at the lake, but there's nothing better than being hot and then getting cool and then getting hot again. I guess. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, you go for a swim, you come out, you dry off, you get hot and sweaty again, you go for another swim. It's a cycle. It's nice. I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Are we getting distracted too much? Dan? Yeah, I think so. we okay. got to focus here. Uh, it's the football beers. Yeah. Lady, some lady was expected at the house the night before. A lady? I don't believe that's what Buster said. A broad. Johnny was expecting a broad. I mean a lady. <laughs> he backpedaled real quick on that, didn't he? And then we find out it was Peggy. Peggy. Ooh. And Peggy. Mom and Dad are getting back together. Skylar sisters. God, I wish your parents would get back together. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> um, and they find this out because normally they have to call down a name, even if it's a repeat yeah. lady friend. But the guard knows her. So he just lets her Because he's on. a loyal employee who they've just kept on the whole time. Because, mm -hmm. you know, why wouldn't you? I mean, that makes sense. But very unprofessional of the guards. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. If, if you know, you know. If our our boss, his wife doesn't work for us, but let's say she did. They got divorced, and she comes walking into the, our office like, I'm going to buy glasses. I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to be more loyal to the guy that signs the paycheck. Of course, it's a different story. Though. I think Johnny wanted her there. Yeah. I think Johnny wanted his cake and eat it, too. Ew. No, not not like that. I think I meant he would have preferred to stay married to Peggy and still have his broads coming up on the side. <laughs> um, well, I think Peggy aged well also. Because he was like, you're looking good, kid. I, I kind of got the impression like they hadn't been divorced that long. Like maybe a few years, five years. Oh, I thought it had been like ten. I thought it was, like, relatively recent. Mm. Okay. Um, then we hear about Milo Valentine. He's a gangster. He started Johnny in show business. He's an entrepreneur of illegal activities. That's the preferred term. And he exports illegal products or something. Something. I forget. Peggy and we find out that Barnes is from Chicago. Yeah, left the Windy City. Come to Podunk Desert Springs Oasis or whatever. Right. Which, you know. I mean, it happens when my mom was pulled over last weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not to throw my mom on blast there, but she was pulled <laughs> over last weekend. Um, the cop up in New Hampshire, where my cousins live, mm -hmm. was from New York City. Ooh. And he was like, the pay is way better and there's a lot less He danger. told you all that? <laughs> yeah. She chat. got out of the ticket, so it worked. To chat. A little chat with a cop. Good going. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. So? so I, I find it hard to believe, though, going, well, yeah, I guess it would be the same. No sales tax. No, not New Hampshire. I'm talking about... <laughs> Live free or die. I'm, ta <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Barnes. Being transferred down to Desert Springs. Yeah, the pay probably would be better because he's protecting and serving for all these rich Hollywood folk that I'm assuming are around. And tennis players and all that. Yeah. So, okay. It's probably like L.A. where there's either rich people or super poor people. Yeah. I don't know. I pictured it more like Aspen, but dry and hot. Just mm. a ton of rich people. There's like... The regular rich and the super rich. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of poor people in. Well, also, if it's Springs. California, he's probably making a lot because the taxes are high. 
Mm. Anyway. So he's doing well compared to the Windy City, I'm sure. And it's warm. Mm. Winters in Chicago are cold, I hear. It's a rumor. It's never been told. I've never been there. We get more snow than they do, though. Mm. I believe it. But they don't call it the Windy City for nothing. Blows all the snow right into Lake Michigan. Yeah. Um, so Jessica finds out she had known that Terry had taken the picture, but even Terry admits Terry took the picture. Yeah. She says that she took it right before the police got there and it was his favorite picture and she wanted something well, to remember him by. Didn't Jess ask her, she's like, oh, did you take it when you opened the safe for Barnes? And yeah. Terry's like, no, I took it before that, before he got here. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Jess's aha moment. Aha. Aha. Her light bulb. Her light bulb moment. Yes. And that's also when she finds out about the pool tapes. Mm. And she's like, pool tapes. Pool t- I, when I heard pool tapes, I thought like he was recording what was happening in the pool. Yeah. That was... <laughs> my first thought was, ooh, pool tapes. That sounds a lot creepy. Like he's recording his guests in their bathing suits. It's weird. Hmm. Do you disagree? I think it's weird no matter what. Well, no, the, the fact that he, I mean, yeah, it's, I guess, a little weird. I People mean, who have cameras in their house, it weirds me out. Yeah, I guess. Well, if it's a security camera that you don't really look at or think about, but, I mean, he was saving the tapes and going back and watching them and stuff. Which, yeah. But, I mean, I get it if he wanted to get better at pool. It's pool. Who cares? Maybe he wanted to start a new career as a professional pool well, shark. Clearly, he wanted to hustle some gangsters, which yeah. I think is a very bad idea. Yeah, it's not not something you want to get into. And this is when Barnes comes in and says, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. What are you doing there, Barnes? Speaking of which, not to get sidetracked again. That's all right. And maybe this is just a New York thing, so I don't think anyone else will understand. You know how Sel- Barnes died? Mm-hmm. Wait. Barnes? Salino the- and Barnes. He died? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. He died, like, in a helicopter crash or a plane oh. crash or something. But they're the injury attorneys. I know. That's the irony. But <laughs> Salino already renamed it, so it's the Salino firm. Well... Like, Jesus works hard and the devil works hard. Selena works harder. Mm. It's quite a slogan. Yeah. I didn't know Barnes died. Mm-hmm. Selena and Barnes, the injury, injury attorneys, attorneys call 888. Oh, that's right. 888. The Syracuse number is 444-4444. No, that's William Matar. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hurt in a car, oh. call William Matar. The firm with the fours. Four, 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 four. Yeah, we're getting distracted here. <laughs> I know. And no one's going to know what we're talking about. It's in upstate New York. Well, I bet there is one listener who will know. The queen. <laughs> Hello, mother. Did you know that Barnes died? <laughs> anyway. She's not even here. <laughs> we're going to have a guest star someday. All she'll want to for season 12, her favorite episodes in season 12. But the that's go- so far away. The ghost and Miss Muir. Nan's ghost. Nan, well, I knew there was a ghost involved. It's a two-parter. Ooh. I know. It's going to be a long episode. She'll love it. Long episode of the podcast. Buckle up, folks. It's gonna be She'll a, probably come on before then, There's going to be a lot of tangents. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is my note. This is when uh, we find out Vic... They find they found Vic, mm-hmm. and this is when we see him running so slow yeah. for a professional athlete, and he's talking to the repairman, and the repairman's like, "Ole!" Yeah, he's like being all <laughs> weird and chatty. Okay, so Vic Terry says to Vic, "You're going to be the number one suspect. You weren't supposed to be in the house, but you're in the house. Take this money, go away, run." So he immediately gets in his Ford POS van and starts mm-hmm. heading for Mexico. Yeah. Baja specifically. Pulls an OJ. Yeah. Well, OJ was a little quicker. <laughs> yeah, barely. <laughs> but then, anyway. It was a newer car. Yes, it was. And AC was driving. It, it was. Um, okay, but Vic knows he's not guilty. Vic knows he has an alibi for the time of the murder. He knows Terry has an alibi for the time of the murder. Mm-hmm. Why would you run to Mexico? Well, I mean, that clearly, just makes you look guilty. He has 
as many brain cells up in his head as there are tennis balls on the court. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's only one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's bouncing around. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> so every time he turns his head, that poor brain cell gets whiplash. Banging off the walls up yeah. there. Yeah, that was it was dumb, Vic. Super dumb. No wonder he got tackled by the cops. <laughs> well, that one brain cell was probably holding him back. Mm, probably. So he starts blaming everybody in the room. He's mm. like, you did it. You did he it. He was like, Oprah. You did it. You did it. <laughs> everybody did it. <laughs> You're a murderer. You're a murderer. So then now we kind of get down to the bottom of what really went down. Mm-hmm. Johnny got Valentine to come visit. And they played pool. Hustled him doing hustled him. Hustled him into a game of pool. Yeah. They fi- Jessica finds this out from Buster, because Buster had called Valentine thinking that he had a hit out on him as well. Mm-hmm. Which Jess is like, if there was a hit on you, you'd already be dead. Right. Which uh, number one is true. They'd have shot you while you were getting the milk. <laughs> number two. <laughs> why would he care about you? Yeah, you don't have the dirt on him. Number three, You're why are you calling to be like, we good or not? Nah? <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> we cool? So, he, the killer, we don't know who it is yet, was mm. told to kill Johnny and get the tape. Yeah. The pool tape. Yeah. Because. How long could he have been in that house to go through probably, what, 20 tapes before he found the one he wanted? And granted, he only watched a few seconds of each one, but I don't... How long do you think it would take to take the VHS tape out of the thing, that's, put it in? Yes. I mean, it's the 80s, that's so it's exactly, not going to be moving super yes, quick. that's exactly what I was about... That's where I was going. That's what I was about to say. Putting the tape in, waiting for it to queue up, start rolling, see that, oh, this isn't the one I want, take it out, put it back in the case, put it back, move on to... It would have taken forever. Well, I mean, it had to take him as long as it took Vic to... Uh, do Terry. I don't think that took him more than maybe two or three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well. But then again, we see Vic doesn't move very fast, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he likes to cuddle. I don't think I don't think Vic's a cuddler. <laughs> no, probably not. I think Vic's more but the type of your money's took, on the dresser, get dressed and go home. <laughs> Thirty seconds for him to keep making eye contact with Mickey. No, that's true. He did stare him down for quite a bit. So He's not running very fast. By the time he gets through the service entrance up to the house, he's probably taken like that's true. a that half was, hour. That was a pretty good size estate, I think. Yeah. Okay, I guess the killer had enough time. Well, Barnes had enough time. I would say it probably took him 45 minutes. Okay. Maybe that's fair. Of course, we don't know how long Johnny was dead either, though. True. I mean... Vic and Terry could have been up there for hours playing Yahtzee or something. We don't know what they do afterward. <laughs> but she bingo. Yeah, something. <laughs> um, and then... So, he kills Johnny to get the tape. Mm-hmm. And that's when he saw the picture. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that what was Jessica's... His, that was his first mistake. Yeah. Looking at the picture. And... Yeah, that was Jessica's big light bulb moment. Yeah, her aha moment. I loved it. I loved seeing her. And then he whips out his gun with a silencer. It should be called a muffler. You can't ever silence a gun. Direct quote from him earlier in the show. I know. Dumb. (laughs) Gun muffler. Whereas in like the third episode of the season, they muffled the gun with a pillow. Well, that's a thing though. Yeah, I understand it's a thing, but like... You're telling me a silencer and a pillow are equal? Pretty close, yeah, actually. I've seen Let's video- go to the gun range. I've seen... Okay. No. <laughs> I've seen videos online. They're actually... There's a company out there that sells an attachment that you screw on like a silencer, or a suppressor as they call it, and you actually... Ha- it has a fitting on the other end. You can actually screw an oil filter that you would put on a car to the end of the gun, and that works as a suppressor, and it works shockingly well. So a pillow probably would make a pretty decent silencer. I mean, granted, you have to be really damn close, gun pressed into the pillow, into the person you're shooting, but still. No, it could, it's very plausible. Seems like a lot of work. Well, you want to get found out. Then you get, 
Jess on your tail and you end up in the clink. True. Yeah. Nobody and, wants to And then up. you can't vote. Everyone go vote November 3rd. Yes. Anyway. Um, so she never really locked the door. So everybody comes in. Can we go back to the gun for a second? Sure. Was that his service weapon? I don't know. Because if it was... I don't think why? he was actually a cop. Oh, I think he was. No, I mean, he was a cop, but, like, I don't think... I mean, clearly he doesn't care about the rules. Yeah, he was, he was dirty as the day is long, but... <laughs> like, um, they don't get much dirtier. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> I mean, you're a hired hitman, for God's sakes. <laughs> and he's like, I don't kill for money. I only kill for money. Um, but Kills I mean, me, I have to make an exception for you. Okay, so either he used his service weapon to kill Johnny, which anytime a cop fires their gun, the department knows about it. There's always an investigation. They have ballistics on all that, blah, blah, blah. Be monumentally stupid as a professional hitman to use your service revolver or whatever. To murder a client or a mark, whatever they called. So maybe he didn't. Maybe that was a, a separate gun. In which case, why was he still carrying it around days later? I mean, he's got to be the dumbest hitman out there. Well, clearly, if he made the mistake of talking about a picture that wasn't supposed to be there. I could, I could let that go as an honest mistake, a little slip up. But I mean, asking Jessica... To come in on the case, carrying the murder weapon around days after I forgive letting Jessica come on the case stupid. more than I would the picture thing. I mean, how often are men thinking that they're smarter than women? He's clearly going to think she's not going to know it's me, but I still want to know where she's at in the investigation. That's why when they're leaving his office and he's like, oh, are you going to let me in on it? And she's like, I will when I solve it. And he's like, oh, shit. <sighs> I don't, even the keep your enemies closer thing doesn't. That's because you're a man. No, it's not that. It just, maybe I'm overthinking it, but if I'm going to murder somebody and there's the world's greatest detective nearby, I'm sure as hell not going to invite them over to take a look at things. I'm going to try to keep them as far away as possible. Or get as far away from them as possible. He should have disappeared right afterward. Oh, because that wouldn't look suspicious? Well, it would look suspicious, but he knew he should have known when he asked Jess to consult or whatever that he was going to get caught. I mean, he clearly knew her reputation. Somebody even mentioned, oh, yeah, I've read newspaper articles about you catching criminals or something like that, of the work you've done or something to that Mickey, effect. Mickey, I think so. Like that. Or Buster. One Somebody, one. yeah. So, I mean, she has this reputation, so... Well, did you like how at the very beginning when he first asks her for help, he says something like, um, your killers are always more interesting than the cops, and killers are very dull people? I do remember him saying that, but I didn't really... It takes on a whole different meaning when you find out he's the killer. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little twist. I think it may have to reevaluate my uh, rating for this episode. Well, let's get into that. So, well, do we do we want to talk about sexism first before we? Well, we have to do all the numbers anyway. Okay. Right. So, body count is twenty-four to two. Jess did not find any this episode, so it's still at four. Nibbling count is at four. Mm-hmm. Kiss count remains at one. Jess is not getting any love. Lately. Mind your own business count. I didn't really get any this episode. I only had one, and it was when Barnes was like, "What are you doing here?" I don't think that was a mind-your-own-business, though. Mind-your-own-business is when Jess tries to, at least to my opinion, or my Interfere mind... Interfere in the investigation? Yeah, when she tries to add something to it, and they're like, knock it off, lady. We don't need to hear what you have to say. Go back to your knitting circle in Cabot Cove. I wouldn't say, what are you doing here? That's just, hey, what are you doing here? We didn't expect to see you here again. Mm. Hello. What, what do you think? Say hi, Albie. Um, yeah, I guess I'd agree. Okay. So, so zero? zero? I think that'd be zero. Is that the third one in a row? It's at least the second in a row. Maybe the third. Mind your own business, been, zero. Mind they, your own business, zero. They've been very respectful to Jess lately. 
My goodness. Well, in footnote to murder, we have five, so. Mm. <laughs> they were just trying to spread it out over the season. Sexism? Um, I had two counts. Okay. Um, when Vic is getting the payoff from Terry in the locker room, mm -hmm. he calls her sweet stuff, grabs her, and says, I know what you like. Okay. That was kind of sexist, I felt. And then later on when... Um, Buster is talking about Johnny bringing his broads up at night. I agree. I think both of those, I had them as well. And then I also just didn't like how they would talk about Terry, like, hooking up with all these guys. Mm -hmm. When, like, if she had been a man, they'd, oh, Good for they're her. just popular. Good for her. Or him. Right. So, I mean, I would just count that as one, I guess, but I just, yeah. like, didn't like that as like, overall, like, writing. Yeah, no, that, so, that's fair. three? Yeah, I'd give it three. And what did you rate the episode? I think I'm going to stick with my original. Seven of ten, seven out of ten gun mufflers. Okay. What'd you give it? Hold on. Seven out of ten gun not silencers. Mufflers. Gun mufflers. That's a much better description. I underlined it. Think that's good. I'm gonna underline mine too. Mufflers. I gave it eight out of ten cowhide couches. Ooh, I almost went with that. But you didn't. I didn't. That was an ugly couch. Well, it was the eighties. In the desert. I think people still do stuff like that. It depends where you live, I think. It seems like a southwest thing. It is. Okay. Um, so that brings us to the end of an episode. One, One more until the season finale. You can find us on Instagram at Murder We Drank Pod or on Facebook. Did you get any little snippets or anything from this week's episode? I did too? take a couple, yeah. Okay. I didn't notice that. I was, must have been very focused on the episode. Huh. I didn't see you taking pics or videos. I did. I took a couple of videos. Okay. Um... And Facebook at Murder We Drank Discussion Group Podcast. Mm -hmm. And by the day that this comes out, it'll be your 40th birthday. Yay me. <laughs> That's four decades. Yeah. That's almost a half a century. Mm -hmm. Closer to a half century than it is not. Very good. Math is hard. Well, it's very late on a Sunday. It's not that late. The rape time of 7.15. <laughs> it's late for you, Miss 8 o'clock bedtime. I love my bed. I know you do. It's the best. We just got new flannel sheets if anyone cares. <laughs> I don't think they do, but you should. A little insight into our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to add? I think that's all. We've gone on enough tangents yeah. this evening. <laughs> it was fun, though. <laughs> we'll have more fun next time. Bye. Bye.